This is KC Tunes and Brews. Local beer, local coffee, and local music. From the City of Fountains, I'm your host, Adam Bartling. Alright, here we are on episode number 11. And I told myself today I was going to stop saying every episode number because it's annoying me that I do that. But that's what we are on here. So it's kind of an accomplishment. I'm, I'm kind of happy. We are here in, uh, in uh, Blue Springs, Missouri at brand new brewery here right off of I-70. It's called Windshift Brewing. And Tony DiPlacido is here with me. Did I do that? Yep. That's no. It? Yeah. I got the name good. right. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I've heard lots of different versions of it. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I should mention, I've, I've been talking to Tony for a long time, probably a year. The, the podcast is almost hitting a year at this point in August, and I I was talking to you before I started it. Yep. But yeah. I have not actually met you in person. So. No, no, first time. Um, no, I, yeah, I remember hearing the first podcast and was really impressed with audio quality and the content, and I was like, God, whatever it's going to take to make this guy keep doing this. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I kind of fell off the... Um, the podcast uh, wheel or whatever there for a while. I took a couple months months off, and I feel glad to be back out here doing kids it. Kids happen, again. yeah. Kids <laughs> happen. That's been a that's been the the focal point of the year. Uh, little Carter, and he's it's crazy how much they grow so quickly, and uh, and then owning a house too, or first time homeowner. So yeah, yeah, got a full plate. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, and I haven't homebrewed for a while, um, you know, I kind of just stopped doing everything, but here we are. Now that it's summertime here in Missouri, I think it's a good time to get back on the, Yep. get yeah. back out yeah. here. So, um, we're here at um, Windshift, and uh, it looks like you had, you just had a private party here. We did. Tonight. Um, we're open Thursday through Sunday, and uh, this is our second private party. We figured we'll do them on Wednesdays. Uh Cool. Somebody wants to come in, they can book it ahead of time, and it kind of works out. Yeah. So um, Thursday through Saturday, the hours are the same those three days then? Yeah, Thursday we're open. Uh, we say 5 to 9, but it's 5 to 10, and the Royals are playing. It's usually a little bit longer. Um, nice. Friday we're open from noon to 10, Saturday noon to 10, and Sunday uh, noon to 5. Cool. Awesome. So tomorrow's Thursday yep. in, in, in real-world time, so you'll be open tomorrow. And uh, I... I work right next to you and never knew that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, it's crazy. You wouldn't think this is a brewery at all. No. From the outside, but um, it looks just looks like a car shop. <laughs> yeah. No. If you pull up and you uh, think you're at the Napa Auto Care Center, then you are in the right place. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought, man, that Napa store is really promoting this new brewery. And I've heard of I've heard of Windshift. Wow. And then I realized that this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. I've worked in this building for 25 years, fixing cars and. Uh, this space that we're in right now was just kind of a uh, office space. It was kind of broken up into four little offices and had a kitchenette. It, in back in the day, it was a Union Tape Company before 3M bought them out, and this was the offices. And then where our shop is, that was the warehouse space. Hmm. So this has kind of been an awkward space for the owner to rent out. He's rented it out a few times over the years, and uh, I approached him a couple years ago about using it for a brewery and. He wasn't sold on the idea about the transformations and what it would take if if it didn't work out. But uh, this past uh, Christmas, it was 
coming up on my uh, 24th year of working for him, he basically said, hey, if you want to use that space up front, it's yours. Okay. So Cool. Yeah. I guess he, at that point, after 24 years, he trusts that you make the right decision here. So Yeah, yeah. And seeing uh, kind of me out brewing and, and that yeah. kind of thing, he, uh, he had a conversation with Lynn. He uh, bumped into her at Office Depot or... Uh, Office Max, one of them, on a Saturday, and I was <clears throat> brewing at Apex, and he inquired to where I was, and he knew I he knew I was working up there, and he's like, he really he's really kind of into this, and she said, look, if he's not brewing at Apex, he'll be brewing in my garage, yeah, so that stuff doesn't have to be at my house, so yeah, that's awesome, yeah, so yeah, you did. Uh, how long were you at? Well, Apex hasn't hit a year yet, have they? As uh, far as the tap room, as far as being open, no that that project. Uh, from the start concept to moving into the new space and the build out, I think took about 18 months. Yeah, I remember it was kind of. Yeah, I started prepping recipes uh, late August um, for uh, an October opening. So, yep. yeah. I remember that. I remember it kept getting pushed back and I was like getting excited for it to open. And then, yep. and then I just got really busy and could never really go anyway, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, you, you were, uh, were you a fountain? How long did you work? At Apex, were you part of the? Well, I had been working Saturdays uh, in the homebrew store for probably oh. the past three years. Okay. So yeah, I was working with homebrewers and helping people with recipes, and you know, just kind of a great place to hang out and earn a little extra money to feed my hobby. That was the first place that I saw on the map when I was going to move to Independence. Oh really? I saw Apex. I was looking for breweries, and at that time there were no tap room. Yep. It's open, but there was that place, and that's kind of where I got the idea to homebrew. Because it said homebrew supply, and I didn't even know there was such a thing, to be honest. That's awesome. (laughs) So I went in there. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And at that time, you guys were at the other side of the complex. Yep. It was really small. I mean, a lot smaller than it is now. Yeah. So just in two years, that place is really Oh, yeah. It's morphed into something pretty pretty cool. So, yeah. But anyway, you know, that's not where we are right now. We're here. And and it's it's, it's awesome. You got this going now. So you said you were a homebrewer for... Roughly uh, 10 years. I mean, something popped up on Facebook recently. It was a nine-year memory, and at that point, it was kind of when I started figuring out how to do stuff. Uh, that's cool. In the beginning, like everybody else, uh, my wife bought me a Mr. Beer kit Okay, yeah. for Christmas. and It was like a little gallon. Yeah, that first year was not, not good beer. Do you remember what the first one was? Um, well, it tasted like apple cider, but... Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some sort of cerveza probably yeah. i'm not sure what okay. it was so yeah the, so how, how did it go for you after that i mean so obviously that became something you really enjoyed doing yeah it would um, be now. actually i probably came close to giving that up after the mr beer kit uh i brewed <laughs> the two things that came with it and friends drank it and said it was fine and you know drinking craft beer i'm like this is not craft beer um and then that following summer, again, uh, Lynn came home with a uh, brewer's best kit that she found at a garage sale. And uh, cool. I was like, oh, well, we need to look by the look of this. We're going to need to go buy some equipment. So, yeah, I did the old turkey fryer and kettle and oh, yeah. okay. ordered buckets. and. Um, so you went the whole... I saw a lot of stuff online. People just build their own kind of yep. kits and stuff with yeah. those igloo coolers. And then they got the 
call them the false bottoms or whatever. You know, I don't know what any of that yeah, stuff is. No, yeah, no, f- yeah. The first couple of batches I did were the yeah. extract out of those Brewer's Best Kits, and it was a combination of EC Krause, and then when Grains and Taps opened up in Lee Summit, then I headed over there and grabbed some stuff from them. And I, I think I probably did extract for six months and started watching YouTube videos, and yeah. I'm like, hey, what's this all grain thing about? And yeah, that's okay. I got to go to Home Depot and buy some igloo coolers. Yeah, so you build do them. a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, I saw that stuff and I was too way too intimidated by all of that, and so I ended up just buying a. I did extract for a while, probably the first year, kind of like what you did. It sounds like, and then I bought a. Um, it's called a mash and boil. Yeah. So you do all grain. You, you know, you sort of do the all grain. I guess it is fully all grain through that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, my wife got kind of sick of me brewing and over boiling on the stove. So <laughs> yeah. we had some t- catastrophes there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm guilty of that also. I, I think the oven at the last house that we sold probably still has wart glued to the yeah. glass top. It is a nasty mess, too. It is, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, I want to start drinking these if that's okay with you. No, absolutely. But I don't know what anything is, so I've been kind of wanting to get to that, and I want you to kind of explain them or okay. whatever. Or- yeah. So basically, these are the seven that I have on currently. Um, there's, I'm going to guess that we're going to stick with about three or four staples, and then the rest of them will rotate weekly. But uh, starting here at the top, uh, we have the American Pilsner. This one here. Yep. Right. Uh, strictly, yeah, just Pilsner and Cascade. And that one will be around all the time. Uh, we're well four weeks in this third batch that it's been more popular than i thought it would be um that coming right around is a uh sour farmhouse uh we call it chaison it's a uh saison that i've done quite a few times over the years and and my oldest daughter uh loves sours and she uh she she convinced me to what's the trick to kettle sour it yeah. Uh, yeah. We just How basically, make- I, uh, I got an omega lacto blend. I did the normal kettle sour uh, mash, run it into the kettle, bring it down to uh, 95 degrees, and then set a temp controller so it stays there. Um, purge that I purged the kettle with uh, CO2, uh, dumped my uh, omega lacto blend, and then uh, basically saran wrapped the kettle so no oxygen to get in there. And let it run for, I think I let it run for 18 hours before the first time I checked it. Uh, it ended up going a little over 24 wow. before it got to the pH I wanted. And then from that point on, I just continued with my regular brew days of Saison. Um, in this case, I went ahead and hop schedule just like everything I did with that beer. And I think everything comes through and I'm kind of happy with that turned out. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I haven't had a sour in a while, actually. Yeah. What do we got here? Uh, that's an oatmeal brown. That's oh, one that I've been brewing for quite a few years. And, uh, that's recipe is dialed in where it is, and uh, it's won a few times up the Mashers competition and one of the National Homebrew competition, and it's just kind of one of those beers. It's like that, a light. It's almost like a light version of a um, like a stout. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you still got some of the coffee and yeah. and chocolate in there. One thing I want to one thing I want to do or get good at isn't like how to describe every moment of tasting a beer. You know, I always like watching those YouTube videos of guys that are like, it's got 
the aroma is this, and then I got the taste, and then the aftertaste is, is such and such. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, for example, he's drinking one of my home brews. You asked me what yeast I used. You know, I don't – I feel like that's just because I'm a year in, but you can taste the yeast, and oh, you yeah, probably no. know different blends and everything. It's, it, uh, you were telling me about this beer and how your family – uh, it's family wheat and they malted it and it, it's a fantastic beer. But what I'm really impressed with is the uh, fermentation character. You know, it, it, it's definitely like a wit yeast and it's not overly phenolic or overly ester. It's just a very pleasant, pleasant beer. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's no, awesome. No, yeah, I'm impressed. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. I really am. I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I've been nervous to bring these out to see how, people who you know when you start something new you you get these people who are like senior idols in your mind they've been doing this forever and it's kind of like okay i'm ready to take them out and see what <laughs> these people think you know so hearing like the fact that you like it's kind of like a sigh of relief it's like okay maybe i'll do it oh again. yeah no i mean yeah, yeah i'd be happy to have this one on tap to be honest with you it's, oh, cool. it's, it's really really good yeah i'll give a lot of credit to my dad on that too because he he did he did all the weed at home you know we just sprouted it and then um put it in the dehydrator and then ground it up yeah and that's the cool thing about home brewing or like we're doing here brewing on a small scale is you can you can do that kind of stuff yeah and the when you know where all your ingredients came from and whether they're special or not it just it changes the whole character of the beer and your thoughts on beer yeah it makes that's what's so fun about it yeah it's not just like drinking a a beer that you bought at the store, you know, there's so much effort and everything that went into it. And then when you taste it, it's like, wow, exactly. This is all, all from scratch. It's like making bread or something, but yeah, you know, in the guy, I don't know. <laughs> liquid bread. Yeah. Liquid bread. Exactly. So, all right. Oatmeal Brown. What um, we got here? That's our microburst junior, uh, American IPA, uh, Ooh, American IPA. It's going to be one of my, one of my favorites probably. Yeah. That Love one. IPA. Uh, we, had an Indiegogo for the porch and uh, the bike stop oh, here in good. Blue Springs. Uh, had the rights to come in and pick a beer and name it. We had a double on tap, and they were wanting to have some sort of weather-related name, but they were all taken. Yeah. So they uh, settled on naming it as a person, Mike Crowburst, okay. after Microburst. Microburst. Like the original it. version was uh, Simcoe. Uh, Cascade, Centennial, Mosaic, and El Dorado. And this version uh, is 6% instead of 9%, and it uses uh, Chinook up front instead of the Simcoe to give a little bit of piney character. Is it a dry hop then, too? Yeah, yep, dry hopped all Mosaic on the dry hop. Nice. Okay. Then going around, uh, that is the Mandarina Pale Ale. We're going to be doing Pale ale. Um, a lot of these... Not a smash beer because the pale ale base is done, but we're going to do single single hot beers. That's good. So people can kind of get an idea of what that hop lends to a beer. Uh, as a home brewer, I spend a year every Friday doing smash beers. So it might be two row Cascade, and then the next Friday it might be Marisotter Cascade, and then next Friday it would be Fiena Cascade. And I kept doing that same rotation with different hops. And uh, after that first year was done, I extensive notes, and then I started adding in other flavors to kind of develop some of these recipes that we're so trying how, right now. How far into homebrewing did you start altering, making up your own recipe? Kind of thing? Um, I would say once I switched to all grain, 
Um, I went back and did a few of the uh, Brewer's Best Kits, kind of mm-hmm. converted over for the All Grain. Um, grabbed Designing Great Beers, um, John Palmer's book, and a few others. And then at that point, I was kind of like, going back to my notes, you're going to, the, the one on the very end here is an amber. It's actually the very first recipe that I wrote. Oh, cool. And, and brewed. Said so uh, best for last year. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I did a version of it at Apex, but I added chocolate malt uh, to that one. And that's not in this one. And that was kind of the first. Um, and then from that point on, I, I tried to do in my own recipes as much as I could going back to those notes and then adding on. So, you know, I knew kind of what, uh, EKG and, um, the Marisada were going to be like that Brown. So grab an English crystal and, uh, first go around. It's good, but it's not there. Yeah. Bump the crystal or add a second crystal, uh, until I, until I got there. Then at the time, uh, that was that was making a lot of beer. Yeah. And uh, what's a lot of beer? Five gallons every Friday. Oh <laughs> wow! Where'd you keep it all? I gave them away. Oh. Okay. Basically, would ferment them out. I I bought all my neighbors growlers. Oh, that's awesome. And so they would leave an empty growler on my porch. I would wash it, fill it. Oh, I like And I'd it. knock on their door and hand it to them, and then a week later it would be back for the next one. So were you kegging right away? Or? Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the bottling thing I did. I would pain. say probably five, six, and I was like, "Oh no, there's it's a be, pain in the yeah, ass. There's got to be an easier way, <laughs> yeah. to this." So, yeah, back to YouTube, right? That's what I want to do next, but yeah, you know, it'd be it's so worth the yeah, so worth it. Yeah, that there's something about that bottle brush in every bottle. <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as long as a brew day bottle. Bottling. Yeah, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, but. Still, you get a beer at the end. No, but, that's how my neighbors know. ended up with growlers because they were bringing me their empty Boulevard bottles. Yeah. And so I was delabeling, scrubbing bottles, putting beer in the bottles, and then letting them condition and then taking them back to them. I yeah. Was like, I was like, no, they're getting growlers. Yep. That's yeah. That's horrible. I I got I set aside a day just to clean, and then the next day, like the morning, that's when I do. Well, if I'm if I'm taking labels off, I'll set a day aside for that. And the next day I'll clean, and then I'll spend the morning uh, sanitizing. Yeah, it's a good way to break it up. Yeah, but it still sucks. <laughs> it's like it takes the whole weekend. Yeah, exactly. But, all right, what are we? Uh, that's the English IPA. Okay. Um, that's another one that I brewed solely for competitions. Uh, honestly, because there just wasn't that much of that style. Um, yeah, and I brewed it for here, and I wasn't sure how customers are going to take to it i mean it's not something you find readily uh that's different it's unique it is sure very malt forward and yeah uh it's got fuggle ekg and sterian golding in it so you you got earthy herbal and tea Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's been a hit it's probably our third best seller oh cool yeah what's the what's your top seller uh the american pilsner okay uh, followed by the oatmeal brown the american pilsner yeah uh, oatmeal brown I think I'm on the third batch of that too wow um, so cool. how consistent are obviously now you are but how it took you a long a lot of trial and error I'm sure to be consistent with your recipes right yeah um, I have noticed some differences in using different malts uh, yeah one of the things 
of course, buy malts now uh, through BSG or or More Beer Pro uh, Country Malt Group. Uh, I'm trying to get as like so for the English beer. So I'm trying to make sure that I have crisp Maris Otter and and I use English uh, crystal malts for those beers, and I think that's made a difference. Uh, I get a little bit uh, of a richness, I would think, out of the best way I can describe it, out of the oatmeal brown, just from using those malts. Nice. Nothing wrong with the Brees crystal malts I was using before. I think there's just something a little more using those malts. And it could all, could all be in my head. You know, it's that whole romance yeah. thing of making the beer. Yeah. So how, where do you... Uh who how do you just who distributes here to you or how does that work for you um basically i think bsg is out of uh yeah okay shakopee minnesota okay you know more beers out of california it just it comes in on a freight truck i got you where do you store all the grain and everything in the auto shop uh no, <laughs> no i've got some loaded into my garage and then uh, we'll walk through a little bit later in the back. I've got a little okay. bit of storage back there. That's I can cool. I can keep enough for eight beers, two recipe, two batches at a time here. So, but the downside to buying from these places is you you pay for a pallet fee, so you order as much as you can to right save on shipping. Stuff that pallet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the original. Yep. The, the amber. amber. Yep. Yeah. What's the name of this one? I haven't named it. No, just, 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 just Amber Ale? Just Amber Ale for yeah, now. Cool. Um, I've Yeah, the feedback on that one's been pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. I haven't it, had a bad one yet. Or. Yeah, it's thanks. Yeah, that, that one's a little hoppier than your average Amber. Uh, Cascade Centennial. I kind of like to call it my uh, Northwest Amber Ale. Okay, yeah. Stuff I can see that, yeah, used for to sure. Drinking out off the West Coast. Yeah, cool. Um, hmm. So, besides... Um, home brewing. How long was Apex was the f- the first one that you went to, right? Yep. The first place you worked commercially. Or, yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, Grains and Taps was here for a while. It sounds like, huh? They were. Yeah, they were downtown Lee Summit. I've um, been there one time, and I I forgot about that I'd been there until you mentioned it. But yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. the old Grains and Taps. I, I don't know. That's five six years ago, maybe a little longer when they opened up uh, on on Douglas. It was just kind of, it was small, smaller than Apex yeah. that you were talking about up the, in the other the end. The original Apex. Yeah, yeah, about half the size. Uh, and they ended up... It's still pretty uh, small now, yeah, right? Yeah, they ended up putting some taps in there, so it kind of became a local ZZ Hop hangout. Oh, yeah. That's that's where I found out about I uh, ZZ Hops. Are you still part of that group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have meetings, uh, was it once a week or once, I mean, sorry, once uh, a month? Yeah, third, third Monday of the month. Uh, the next one's actually the July meeting's actually here. Oh, sweet! Was, yep. that's cool. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, <laughs> successful moment in your mind, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna be meeting. very cool. Yeah, yeah. because it, yeah, there's a lot of old members and new members from ZZ Hops that you know I owe a lot to getting to this point. You know, exchange of ideas, yeah. and recipes, and you know, I, I like to think that I I learn something new from everybody I talk to. You know, never stop learning. And I'm sure that's going to be the case as you continue here as well. Yeah. 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 So, um, do you th- do you think that? Um, I mean, do you have plans to stay in this location for a while? Yeah, I would. You, I would think so. Um, and how's how's uh, your manager slash owner is is he? 
Yeah. Um, thinking this is pretty cool. No, yeah, Paul is yeah. is great. You know, we've become friends over 25 years. Our families have grown up together. Um, you know, looking down the horizon, our plan for ourselves is, you know, I'm still going to stay over there. Uh, so everything that we do here comes back into this. So we'll, you know, kind of build a little war chest, if you will. Um, and then if the time comes when the rest of the building is for sale or or I can expand into part of it, uh, that's kind of the plan. Cool. That's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, so what have you seen growth-wise from, like, you know, from a standpoint of what Missouri craft brew was like 10 years ago, like the industry here compared to now, does it seem like this is the time that it's booming or like, I think we have a lot more to go. Um, a lot more to go. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, uh, live in uh, Northern California. Uh, Lynn's brother was lived in, uh, Southern California in Temecula. Uh, so we'd spend a lot of time out there. Um, so her sister lives in Denver. Uh, we lived in Goodland for a while and used to go to Fort Collins. You know, okay, yeah. Back when, you know, that was quite a long time ago, but Fort Collins was, I think at that time, even bigger brew scene than what we have in Kansas City currently, you know. And uh, shoot, the population back then was probably, what, maybe 200,000? Fort Collins, yeah. You, you know, you had 15 breweries, and look at how many people we have here in Kansas City, and what yeah. do we have, 17 or something? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure on the total count, but... I'm, and I then guess. I have family on the East Coast, too, so, you know, it's when we're traveling between the coast and we're seeing what these other cities have to offer and then look at what the beer scene in Kansas City and the the beer community is in Kansas City. I think we, I think our future is looking pretty bright. I think so, too. Um, I've seen a lot of change just uh, from being here, you know, and then just meeting one person, I say this all the time, just meeting one person who's involved in it, it just opens up, it's like domino effect yeah. to what's all out there. Yeah. And it's a huge community already, you know. Yeah. But it's fun seeing all these different places pop up, you know, because I lived in Fort Collins for a while and it was just like overwhelming. It almost got to the point where you didn't know <laughs> what the next one was going to be, you know. Yeah. So, but, uh, so I was searching for that kind of out here and I think I found it, you know. Yeah. So, and it's fun watching them all pop up. And Yeah, it is. Yeah. And when we, Lynn and I, when this came available, Lynn and I had to talk about it. And, and kind of develop our business plan, which we had done before because before we had teamed up with Jeremy and we're opening up Apex, we, we were really close to open, uh, buying a building that was not very far from Border and Double Shift. Oh, nice. And except for, you know, dealing with the city on sprinklers and... and for the Apex you're talking about? Yeah, before oh, Apex, yeah, yeah and, and all that. Uh, that one was really close. and But kind of all always in the back of my mind is... I really wanted to find something in eastern Jackson County. And at that time, I was thinking, well, that's just not where the business is going. Right. Uh, and strangely, we, we had looked at the building that David and Amber opened, East 40, the brewery there. And I walked in, and I was like, ah, oh, this is not a brewery. Right. <laughs> and now it's a pretty successful brewery. Yeah. So. I was surprised. I went there one time, too, and I was surprised uh, where it was at and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. like, huh. Yeah, no, it worked out yeah. great. I mean, they were smarter than I was at the time. <laughs> but... uh yeah, watching where the market's gone and, and wanting to kind of be that hyper-local community brewery. Yeah. Which 
I, I always knew in the back of my mind because that was that was the, what we were looking at in California and some of the best most memorable breweries were in small towns you know that they were kind of the epicenter of what was happening there and that's what we wanted and so I'm really glad that we uh, everything worked out the way it did and we ended up in Blue Springs yeah it's a good place for it I think yeah so it'd be the second brewery open here in Blue Springs yep. right yep. so we got East 40 and then now Windshift yeah let's talk about Windshift what what how'd you come up with the name uh, I was really curious about that. The, basically, a lot of little things played into it, you know, the hyper-local thing, all that, but what it came down to is uh, coming back to Blue Springs, and what brought us here originally 26 years ago was Lynn worked for the Weather Service, and we transferred from Goodland to Pleasant, where she had the office in Pleasant Hill, but we bought a place here in Blue Springs because of the Weather Service, and then me working for this company for 26 years 25 years how do we meld those together so we played with the the weather aspect and the automotive aspect and yeah then finding two of those parts that work that's not already taken or trademarked or all that but yeah we came upon wind shift and we both loved the sound of it and loved what it represented and yeah i like it too it really reminds me of home because uh, I'm Western Nebraska, yeah, and you never know when the wind's shifting. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it feels kind of probably similar in Goodland, yeah, Kansas, exactly. Which yeah. I'm terrible. I guess I need to look at the map again because I did not realize you were that close to yeah to where I was from. Uh, basically, it's 13 miles from the Colorado border and 17 miles from the Nebraska border. What was the first Colorado city? Burlington. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. I think. Yeah. I 76 area. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't yep. matter. Yeah. But I did not. I just didn't realize it was that close. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah I guess you don't pass through Goodland on the way here to Colorado from I I seventy. You well, you usually get stuck in Goodland on the way from Colorado to here because they're they're the first city that you come into from Colorado on I seventy, and anytime it snows, they close the gates. Okay. Until the town fills up. Okay. How big is Goodland? <laughs> uh, when we lived there, I think it. Uh, had a population of close to 5,000. I hear they're right around okay. the 3,000 mark now. Okay. So it went down a little bit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going back to Colorado in August. I guess I'll have to pay more attention to... Yeah. Man, that Kansas drive, though, it's just... I uh. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing to look at except for wheat and sunflowers. That's right. That's yeah. it. Yep. For three hours yeah it's it's kind of cool when you're coming back this way and you see all the windmills yeah here in kansas like that is a crazy amount yeah and it goes forever that's yeah. like the most exciting part of the drive <laughs> you're two-thirds of the way through the state yeah. from colorado before you yeah. get there i know yeah we drove my wife and i drove back from north carolina last um well not last year it was probably three years ago just moving her stuff because she lived out by charlotte and this is before we lived here and we drove through kansas city and we got all the way back to like uh greeley colorado and the roads we couldn't even drive on them because there's so much ice so we had been driving and driving for three days straight and then got stranded like <laughs> 20 miles from home oh uh, that's killer <laughs> yeah so um the wind shift i guess you know? <laughs> yeah but yeah. uh so uh you want to explain your setup back there yeah. It's kind of like um, what, what you'd brew on? Very similar. Uh, my homebrew setup was a three-tier setup. 
uh, that I would use two vessels if I if I was doing like five gallon batch. So if you will, um, brewing a bag with two vessels using the kettle as the heating source. So kettle rims would be a good way to describe it. So you're heating water in the kettle, running it over the grain in the mash tun, mm-hmm. uh, and then back into the kettle. Um, there's just no basket involved. Uh, everything works the same way it worked with the Colorado brew system. We're using Apex. There's just no basket to lift out. So for me, I think it's a little bit easier to kind of deal with and clean yeah. up. And One barrel set up and then uh, six barrels of fermentation set up. So cool. uh, five weeks in, so far I'm able to keep up, but I am brewing three days a week. I was going to ask, that was kind of my next question, because you said that you were going to uh, have a rotation on how many different yep. beers per week? Three? Well, I'll have, I'll have probably two or three on deck. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll have seven beers because we're bringing in a cider, cinder block, and we've got something out of Colorado for this next time around for the people that don't want to drink beer. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and so I'll have seven on tap at all times. Uh, the Pilsner, Pilsner and the Oatmeal Brown and probably the Sour stay for sure. So we'll always have those three core. Um, we'll probably rotate. I'll have a New England, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, just put on one we called Solar Tsunami that didn't make the weekend. So I'll have to run double batches of that moving forward. So yeah, there'll be a rotational of some IPAs and some uh, lagers and dark beers and cool. Yeah, so there'll be something roughly new every week. So how long, how long in advance do you have to start brewing it? Um, I mean, how what's the turnaround for you? Ten days usually. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. So I kind of. I'm still trying to figure it out a little bit, but I, I have a good idea of when I need to brew something to have it back on tap. Okay. Is that the is that the the, the term force carb? Is that why it's so fast? Well, Clean yeah, up? I'm I'm uh, using one barrel unit tank, so I'm carbon right in the tank. Okay. So I need, I'm I need fine, more YouTube. Yeah, I'm finding <laughs> seven to seven to eight days beers are finished, uh, and then I can start uh, carbon in the tank and then yeah i'm usually out 24 hours after that so 10 days awesome yeah cool well i'm gonna keep an eye on what's what's going around and you guys have sports going on down here i'm sure right yep. royals games chiefs yep. are coming up it's yep. gonna be fun sporting kc we had the blues on when the blues are playing yeah cool yeah. Uh, yeah we debated about the tvs have them not have them we're kind of a small cozy space but you know some people just want to come and have a beer and watch the game while other people are talking it's it's been a really good mix yeah perfect yeah um let's see so what hmm what do you like will you open more days do you think in the future uh, it's it's possibility like tonight yeah. being open for a private event. Um, right. I'm sure Monday night football hits. We'll have to look at that. Uh, we Probably. did. Uh, I do have somebody come in on on Sundays and uh, work behind the bar, so yeah. I can use Sunday as a, a brew day. And I'd like to think that everything stays as busy as it is now. We're gonna have the patio, so that'll uh, should add a little bit. I saw more. that. I saw the uh, construction. Yeah, on Facebook. So hopefully that'll allow us to uh, hire a couple people that can come in and take on some responsibility and 
some bartending and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So who's are you the only one brewing back there? Right now I am. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot to take on. Yeah, I have guys just kind of show up. Yeah. But the one thing that we kind of wanted this to be was very much like our garage. Yeah. Where we could say, hey, we're brewing. People would show up, have a few beers, pitch in, or just hang out. And that's kind of what it's, it's been like. Yeah, so, cool. you know, if I send a message out that I'm brewing, uh, guys show up. Uh, one of the guys that I started brewing with, Tim Philly, he's been coming in on Thursdays and, and hanging out with me and brewing. And uh, other guys have pitched in on other days. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of still has that that home brewing feel yeah Yeah, perfect but we're all kind of having fun yeah i know you i saw a lot of photos of when you guys were putting it all together there were a lot of people here yeah all hands on deck yeah it was uh it went together quickly it seemed like yeah it did we we kind of kept it kind of low-key didn't want to take away from apex's new opening and what they were doing and uh but yeah the word just kind of got out and uh there would be nights when there was one night when I told Lynn, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this because basically it was seven to five next door and then from five to 11 every night through the build out, seven days a week. Yeah, that's crazy. And there was, I can't remember what I needed to, I needed to haul something off or I needed just extra hands that night and I couldn't get a hold of, I was trying to get a hold of my daughters to see if they were available. And I was like, oh, I might have to put it off for another night. And five minutes after walking over here, there's four people knocking on the door. Hey, you need help tonight. Oh, nice. And that's just kind of what it was like through the whole thing. You just people showing up and pitching in and yeah, that's awesome. It, we we kicked it out from five months to the day for where we walked in here, started tearing walls down until opening day. So what, all, what was it like? What did you have to tear down in here? Um, we can, we can walk the camera around. Yeah. Basically there were four offices in here. All oh, right. Um, I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Long hallway. Wow, um, that's a lot different now. Though. The the bathrooms were small, so the, the one bathroom we had to knock out two walls and extend it to make it meet ADA uh, requirements. Um, the back area where the brew system was was a kitchenette. We we had to knock that wall out and extend it out a foot and a half to give me a little bit more extra room. Yeah, uh, and then I cut floors, put in plumbing. You know, it was. Except for the exterior walls, it was complete, almost complete gut job. That's crazy. Yeah. The restrooms, were they here? Uh, yeah, they had two small restrooms. One of them had been, uh, the sink and the toilet had been boarded over. Wow. And it was just kind of used as a utility room. And so Man. we had to, uh, we took that bench or whatever they had over it, and the bathrooms were so old that the carpeting was still underneath the toilet and the sink and wow. it was yeah it was pretty nasty <laughs> i bet that was like yeah. carpet over that many years yeah 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 in a catches, bathroom to begin with. all kinds of fun stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so looks like uh you know you get another really good thing about the brook community is everyone has been supporting you like crazy. oh yeah so yeah. oh yeah this you know I, I it's i don't even know how to describe to some people what it's like to be a part of that community. I mean, everybody, I wouldn't listen to your uh, uh, casual animal. You're talking to Kyle and he talks about, you know, 99% asshole free. Yeah, exactly. But 
I don't know that I've I've never met You've anybody. You've never met the one percent. No, I've never met the one percent. I mean, everybody <laughs> I've met is golden, and that's that's the best part about this is. We well, debated on being open Sunday, and that first Sunday, it was like, oh, shit, this is just like hanging out with people at home, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah, let's be open on Sunday. Yeah. You're going to be doing this anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that being said, it's kind of the same for me with the podcast. Everyone's been really supportive in letting me come out and do it, you know? Oh, yeah. I really appreciate that. Especially now, like, you could be home, you know? Everyone's yeah. been willing to do this after hours, and that was really surprising to me Yeah. to see that, so it's... You know, I feel that too. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. it, it is. It's it's remarkable. Yeah. So speaking of Kyle, I was that game. I was going to bring that game and the trivia oh, game, the trivia but game. I could not find it because I was in such a hurry. And I've been studying all day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of it's kind of cool. My mother-in-law got that game for me, and yeah. uh, I don't know most of them, you know, but I want to see what other people might know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, play it with my wife, and that's the only like partner i have to play it with right now really. yeah i probably so. need to find it and stick it over with our games here in the it'd tavern. be a fun game to play here yeah, yeah for sure um looks like you do have some games back yeah, there we do. is there is that legos or something there too yeah 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 cool i could sit in here and play some legos or build legos and drink beer that sounds like a good time it, it's been probably one of the more popular yeah. things we stuck over on that shelf yeah it's awesome yeah how far away from here do you live uh not very close? far you know i'll be home in three minutes oh perfect yeah okay so all right, this is Windshift uh, website. Uh, right now, we're just using Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I mean, we have one, um, but there's some problem with the domain. So okay. I'll, I'll send you the the link, and uh, you can put it up on okay. or whatever. Yeah, I'd like to add it to the to the post or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we need to get that fixed. There's so many little things that we need to get to at this point. Yeah, but you got so much other stuff going on. It's yeah. like thankfully, Lynn is. Uh, a marketing person yes right? that helps yeah. a lot 25 years kind of working in marketing around yeah. the city and you're in good hands then yeah really good hands yeah that's awesome and you guys just got tattoos right what's yeah is that what's that anything to do with the business or anything uh or? yeah i think business and and kind of what we're doing we had a indiegogo to help build a patio and uh we had set a, a goal of 7500 and couple days before it was over we were like at 8500 and wow. and uh curtis ratliff uh a zz hop member had reached out on the facebook zz hop page and said what would it take uh for you to get a tattoo and i just kind of so s- spouted off you know for twelve thousand dollars i would get a narwhal tattoo and narwhal butterfly tattoo and it, yeah we hit we hit that mark in no time whatsoever. So that's that, see, there you go again with that support. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So yeah, um, and and then uh, I was like, okay, so I'm resigned to get in an Arwal tattoo, and uh, if people come in here, uh, one of the artists that came in, Herb Shell, he did our mural on the side. He did Ninkasi, and Lynn loves that narwhal from uh, the movie elf and she was i want a narwhal on the wall and that's awesome i wasn't sure how that was going to come together but uh they were smarter than i am and they came up with a crazy cool concept for a mural on the wall and um yeah it looks badass yeah so i reached out to him i said hey looks like i'm getting a tattoo can you design me a a narwhal tattoo and 
He did. So, yeah, working with, with Herb and tattoo artist Mahi down at uh, Midtown Tattoos, which I found, I reached out to tattoo artists, and most of them were like, yeah, 18 months, you know, the ones that I saw that I thought I'd pull it off the art, and two years, and I was like, well, it's going to be a while for, before I get this done, and happened to be somebody sitting at the bar hearing the story, and he's like, hey, I used to work with this guy who programmed paint guns at the Ford plant. You want me to call him? And I'm like, sure. So he calls him, and he's like, you know what? I got a cancellation. Have him come in Monday. Wow. And it's like, yeah, it's the whole beer community thing yeah. back again. So. It's almost the wind shift thing, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you think about it deeply, it's kind of, yeah. it's all just kind of coming together. Yeah, no, no yeah, everything no, just kind of thrown in for me. Yeah, so, yeah, I went down there, and, and uh, he tweaked it a little bit uh, to be his own style, and I love what he did. You know, it's kind of a a, a reminder of the, the faith that, that people had in me. And, yeah. Uh, Herb great. threw in the stars for the time at Apex and uh, Koi for good fortune. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on everything. Thank by you. The way. I, Thank you. A lot of people don't know this, but like I said, I've been talking to you for a, a long time, and there's been talks of doing this podcast, but it's always been a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. You know, it was first it was homebrew, then it was. The, th- the deal at Apex opening up and then it was okay let's go back to doing some homebrew and then yep. now we're here and I had no idea you were going to open up a, your own yeah so I, I'm glad I waited yeah you know? yeah yeah. it's a great thing to celebrate so until December neither did I <laughs> but <laughs> I know it was, it was awesome I, I saw it I, I just saw it on Facebook I was like whoa what crazy yep. that's awesome yeah yeah um so yeah man um come down to Windshift yep uh, what time do you open again? Thursday, Fridays? Yep, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Thursday we're here 5 to 9, oh, 10, ten oh, roughly. Okay, cool. uh, Fridays and Saturdays, noon to 10, and then Sundays, uh, noon to 5. That'll be good for college football, too. Yeah, it will Saturdays be. Saturdays we kick, kick ass down here. Yep, yeah. I hope that I can get out a little bit more once uh, the baby grows up. You know, that's kind of – I'd bring him here, too. You yeah, know? That's yeah the we're, thing. we're super family-friendly. Uh, I think I, unless it got rained away, if you look at our sidewalk in the way in, kids are always out there with chalk. And yeah, we'll continue that with the patio. We're going to make sure I they have that. places to play on the patio. And uh, we're trying to be pet friendly too. Uh, we've got dog treats are being made from our spent grains, and uh, you know we're just kind of welcoming everybody. You know, is that what the bags of of dog treats are up yep. there yeah oh, they're, that's put, awesome. they're, they're made by uh, another ZZ Hot member Barry Pruitt who wow yep so. I'm about to get some of those for our dogs yep be cool so alright man um, what else we got did we touch anything I mean is there anything else you want to touch on I don't script these things I mean I, yeah. I should but no, I'm kind of sitting here trying to think of yeah. other things to talk about and we've covered a lot of ground got some Polly's Pop here too yeah we do have Polly's Pop for the kids yep uh, just ask and we'll do a kids flight for them and yeah yeah i kind of want one myself <laughs> i know my wife would be happy about that too she yeah. loves that stuff yeah so yeah i left uh i brought him the i brought tony the the whip beer there and then there's a milk stout behind you and a smoke ale so yeah. i'll have you try those and then let me know what you think of the, yeah, the other will. ones yeah no i'm excited about both of them especially the smoked ale you don't 
run into those too often. And yeah, I had one, one of, of my those. Styles. Me too. I like that too. I was hoping it'd be a little more smoky, you know, but maybe there's something with along the same lines of, of dry hopping or adding flavors afterwards or something that I don't know about that, you know, I'll try, try the next time or. Yep. But. But yeah, smoke's fun to play with. Uh, a lot of times when I do something, I use uh, cherry smoke malt just because it's more uh, bacony than peaty. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Taylor Jones, another ZZ Hop member, he, he and I paired up for a black smoke IPA a few years awesome. ago. Yeah. We're, yeah, we'll be doing it here uh, hopefully soon. And uh, he smoked the hops on top of the cherry smoked malt, and it just it gave it a really wow cool flavor. Yeah. yeah. We used whole leaf hops and smoked them. And, that sounds yeah. awesome. I'd love to try that sometime. Yeah, that'll yeah. come up. Cool. We'll keep an eye out. Can we watch these? Can we watch the uh, menu on them online? Yeah, um, we're a verified uh, venue on Untapped. So if if you oh, follow cool. us on Untapped, that's one way. Uh, and then Untapped also updates our Facebook tap list, so all the new stuff is there. Oh, nice. Okay. Plus, we're gonna anytime something new's coming out, there'll be a new beer alert on Instagram and Facebook, so or Twitter. So you, yeah, if you're following any one of those, you're gonna know what we're doing. Cool. I'm 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 stoked that you're here. Thanks. Now, I mean, you're right here, right next to where I come every day. So, <laughs> yeah, that made me even more excited. The other day, I was just like blown away. I was like, no way, that's where it's at. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you sent me the address, but I never actually looked it up. Yeah, we still have a little bit of a speakeasy kind of feel because there's not much signage. There's just a bright orange door. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally, yeah, it's, it's the Napa building with a sign. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, uh, yes, and that that banner i think our permit runs out on it pretty quickly so once the patio is done then then it's back to the planning commission and the city council to find out what kind of signs we can put on the building cool i'm sure that's a whole nother project whole nother project yeah <laughs> i mean i know there's a lot of work that goes into this so yeah you know staying as humble and put together as you are that's pretty admirable so and i appreciate uh, it's, it. it's all about the hobby yeah yeah it's rewarding so, again, I appreciate you having me, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming out. Yeah. Thank you for the beer. Yeah. Thank you for the beer. You know? Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, yeah. Um, come to Windshift Brewing. Is it Windshift Brewing Company? Or what do you, how do you, what do you yeah, go by? Windshift. Windshift Brewing. Windshift Brew. Okay. Windshift I just want to make sure company. I say it exactly how you want it to be said. But it's right off I-70 and, um, what was this, Woods Chapel? Woods Chapel Road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're 30 seconds off the exit. Yep. So very easy to get here yeah so all right tony thanks a lot man thank it's you good to finally meet up with you i'll see cheers. you again soon for sure yep. cheers